0: what's going on everybody it's cooper and james and we are from the back pens james how's your tuesday afternoon going
1: it's going just had a little too much fun this weekend i think with my birthday party and everybody my body held up good which was good felt normal had a great time glad to see everybody that came out somebody else we both know that's a co-host of this podcast was supposed to be there but hey it's in the middle of cowboy christmas so i don't blame you gotta do what you gotta do brother
0: yeah it's been a busy little summer stretch here we've been going pretty hard lately so haven't had a lot of downtime we've been making it work trying to get content out but there has been some challenges and also it's just kind of a dead period outside of challenger events going on i mean tell the team series kicks off again there's not a lot going on as far as that goes. But today we're going to do some top five lists and they're different categories that all pertain to the PBR team series. We've got four of them and we're going to go over those lists. We're going to get mine and James's opinion on them and we'll hopefully get some feedback from you guys on what you think of our list. Maybe you think our list sucks. Who knows? Just let us know. But uh, we'll quit messing around. So let's grab them slides, boys, because we're coming at you from the back. Pants. So like I mentioned in the intro, we have four categories today. We're going to start with the five best draft picks. These are not supplemental draft picks. I'm not giving the freebies to the Oklahoma Freedom and the Carolina Cowboys because that's what they got. I mean, James, would you not agree? When you get handed Cooper Davis, Jess Lockwood, that's like getting a freebie, free million bucks. Oh, oh yeah. So I'm not going to include them. I also didn't go with first round picks just because I don't believe that first round picks can be necessarily considered the best. There's a few rare occasions, but when I think of best draft picks, I'm thinking of guys that you got in the 20s and 30s that end up in the top 10 guys. So that's kind of the theme I went. Now I do have some that were in the teens, but it's tough to throw these lists together, I guess, is what I'm getting at. So James, you haven't heard these lists either. So I'll give an explanation of why I put the the rider on the list and we'll go from there. So to kick things off, five best draft picks that I wrote down. And also these are in no particular order. I'm not going to order them because I think all these are really good. But the first guy I wrote down, Kyler Oliver. Kansas City Outlaws at 13 overall. Boudreau Campbell, Carolina Cowboys at 23 overall. Cannon Cravens, also of the Carolina Cowboys, 39th overall. Chase Outlaw, the Oklahoma Freedom, 22nd overall. And Austin Richardson of the Austin Gamblers at 16 overall. So the first guy at the, on the top of the list, like I said, these are in no particular order. Kyler Oliver, Kansas City Outlaws, 13th overall. Broke his neck last year, but he's going to recover from what I've read. And I did do some deep diving on this. He might not miss as much as we think. You got to remember this happened in early April. By the time this kicks off in July, he's had a decent amount of recovery time. I don't expect to see him in Cheyenne, but I think you're going to see him probably earlier than you think. And if he rides at five or six of the PBR team series, regular season events, this is a slam dunk in my opinion. Kyler Oliver is a ranked cat. He can ride any kind of bull into his hand, away from his hand. And I think what I like the most about him outside of his grit and try is you put put him on one that's out of line and he's gonna get the job done. On top of the fact that he's gonna he's gonna keep his hand shut till his head hits the ground. Young guy, I think you can build around him. That's why I think Kyler Oliver's a really good pick. James, what's your opinion?
1: My opinion on Kyler Oliver is he probably would have been higher in the draft had he not had a broken neck. because I agree with pretty much everything you're saying. From from what I gather about, you know, the coaching thing, I've been trying to put my coach's hat on versus just, hey, let's go root for the guys just for these kind of concepts so I can kind of get used to the team thing. And if you are a coach or a general manager or or both or whoever decides – this guy's going on our team and this guy's not or whatever. You want a guy that can ride both directions because there's not very many that can. Well, they all can, but the riding percentages get lower going away from their hand typically, but not so much with with Oliver. So I really, really like that pick. Uh, I was about to ask you what you knew about his injury and when to expect him back, but I guess you've already said that. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I definitely did some deep diving on that before we hopped on there today because I was curious. I hadn't heard much about it since it happened, and I think he's going to be back for a decent amount of events. And if that's the case, I think that's a slam dunk pick at 13 because I think he's a first round pick if he's healthy, but I mean, guaranteed. So we're in agreement there. The second guy on the list, Boudreaux Campbell, Carolina Cowboys 23rd overall. Boudreaux didn't have the 2022 individual season that he probably expected. And I definitely didn't expect. This is a guy I think's really talented. He's a left-handed bull rider. You put him on one that bucks into his hand and he can light up the scoreboard. Had some injury problems last year, didn't make PBR finals, but he's back to ride. And I've been seeing him at some pro rodeos, getting a lot of bulls rode. I think from an age and a talent standpoint, this is a great pick, young guy that's talented, Can get a little bit streaky, but here's why I would really want him in a team setting is when he's hot, he is extremely hot and he gets excited about it. And that energy kind of plays off each other. When you're in a team setting, if one guy's amped up, he's excited. It's only going to rub off on you. And at 23 overall, I think this is a great pick. James, what do you think?
1: I do too. I think that's one of the tougher, grittier guys you're going to find on the tour. And that's exactly what you want on the team. And as a coach, you want to keep this guy as level-headed as you can because, like you said, when he's hot, everybody in the locker room loves him. But whenever he's not, he shows that too. Well, you can and you should. You should be mad, especially letting your team down by not making the whistle. But at the same time, you can't let that bring down the whole team. So I think that's where he fits better in the team environment because the whole team will kind of lift him up and hold him accountable and say, look, it happens. This is what happened. Let's fix it and move on to the next one. And so I agree with you.
0: Next guy on the list, Cannon Cravens, also the Carolina Cowboys. And I promise you I'm not home team and I haven't claimed Carolina. So this is just an objective opinion, but the Carolina Cowboys took Cannon Cravens at 39th overall. And if you're, an above average bull riding fan, you've been hearing about Cannon Cravens for a long time. When he was a teenager, this guy was social media all over the place, stomping rank bulls at 15, 16 years old, got on tour pretty young. I think he was 18 when he first made his debut and had, had some success. It wasn't like he wasn't getting bull's rode. His biggest downfall throughout his career has been injuries. He's had a hard time staying healthy, but when you look past that, this guy is extremely talented. He can make bulls look really good when he gets tapped off. Biggest question marks injury. And he's had some really long extended absences from the UTB level. So that's concerning to me. But if you keep this guy healthy, I think this is a really good pick. At 39th overall, I think Cannon Cravens is a top 30 bull rider in the PBR as long as he stays healthy. James, what do you think?
1: I do watch the Challenger series a little bit when I can remember that it's on or or whatever on Pluto. And I haven't seen him entering up, but he's a guy like Boudreau, I think, needs to either go rodeo or go to Challenger Series events.
0: So he actually has been going to at least some pro, rodeos, pro rodeo Because I've yeah. seen videos of him and hats down, and he can't do that in the PBR. So he has been going a little bit.
1: Right, okay. Well, that's something I didn't know, but back to your point of saying, you know, he's been off tour for a while. He probably hadn't ridden that many bulls in- because of all the injuries, he's going to have to get his timing back. Because uh, you know you're not going to get on PBR caliber bulls every single weekend in in pro rodeo. You will, but just not every single weekend. And so, just by getting his timing down, or even confidence by winning some rodeos and placing at that rodeos, that's going to help him so much. And uh, I don't know that I would have put him in the top five list like you did, but For those exact reasons in which you mentioned, but yeah, he's a good solid pick if he can stay healthy.
0: That's good. That's good. We're getting some disagreement here. You know, I don't want it to sound like everything I do, James agrees with. So that's good. The next guy on the list, James, this guy's pretty close, near and dear to your heart. Arkansas native, the CEO of Outlaw Nation. Chase Outlaw was drafted by the Oklahoma Freedom at 22nd overall. They were aggressive. They traded up to go get him. I love this pick. I know Chase is in the same boat. He's been hurt a lot lately. Let's not sugarcoat it. He's been hurt pretty much since 2019, essentially. After that, in that 2020 area, it's been it's been a rough year, or a rough couple of years, I should say. Had a really hard time staying in the arena, but this guy, to me, is the epitome of what I would want in a teammate. This is a guy, if I'm going into a back alley and I don't know what I'm up against, he's a guy I want to call on because he ain't going to let you down. He's talented bull rider. He can really ride some really ranked bulls. But that locker room presence for me is what really gets me with this pick because Chase Outlaw, when he shows up, he's got one thing on his mind, and that's I'm going to win at whatever cost. It doesn't matter what the cost is. He's all in. I really like this pick for the Oklahoma Freedom. James, I have a feeling you're going to too, but let's hear it.
1: Well, you know, I uh, I haven't really talked about law as much as a, I have in years past and, and things like that But on a personal level, but you're right. He's had a lot of problems with his groins and different injuries throughout his career, but we've also seen him come back from something that dagum near killed him and would have killed most people, and he rode even better than he ever has. But uh, with that said, I think maybe he should be going to some of these Challenger events to a certain extent, I'm sure he's getting on to the practice pins or something, but that's a different – that's a whole different ball game. But he's kind of one of your ace in the holes. And honestly, like, on paper, before this whole draft ever started, before, you know, the finals was even over, I thought, well, J.W. Hart's going to pick the outlaw for sure because how can you not have – how can you not have the outlaw when you're king? The Kansas City Outlaws. And he's one of the toughest guys in my era and probably your era, and a little bit maybe even before, one of the toughest human beings on this earth as far as bull riders go. And he ain't going to let go till his head hits the ground. And that's typically what J.W. Hart looks for, I guarantee. The only reason they did pick him and a lot of these guys overlooked him was because of the injuries. And I'm so proud that he got selected by the Oklahoma Freedom. Did I expect him to go that low? No, but neither did he. And guess what? That's good news for Oklahoma Freedom and bad news for everybody else.
0: Yeah, I think you're going to see a motivated Chase Outlaw come back to this PBR team series, no doubt about it. But to round out the five best draft picks, in my opinion, the last one, Austin Richardson. Austin Gamblers took him at 16 overall. He can be a little bit streaky at times, but hear me out, young guy, really young, early 20s. And I thought he made a lot of steps forward over the last year. In 2022, I thought you saw the Austin Richardson that can be a top 10 guy year in, year out. He showed he can ride bulls into his hand. He looks really good when he does it. Can go a little bit away from his hand. Like James said, they're always going to be, they're always going to be less away from their hand. That's just the name of the game. But to me, what makes this guy exciting is every time the gate opens, it doesn't matter what Bully's on. You could be looking at 90 points. And to me, when you factor in his youth, along with the talent, this is a really great pick at 16 overall. James, what do you think?
1: Uh, he's a great a great rider, and I see him work out all the time through Snapchat and different social medias and stuff. And he has improved on his riding. And this is what I'm so excited about seeing about the whole team deal is come January when the UTV starts up again, how much will guys ride and improve just based on the team aspect and the coaching and the training and all the things that they have to do as a unit? How is that going to translate over to uh, the UTV following the team's uh, season? But that's not what we're here for. But but that's a guy that I really look forward to step up in a big way. and. To start at Cheyenne, that's got everybody's mold running because that's just a very, very special place.
0: Then, But let's move on to the next top five list. These are five best free agent signings. Now, these are not guys that are young. They're taking a shot on type guys. This list are guys that I think can slide into a lineup day one and be ready to be an everyday starter for you or your team, I should say, or their team. So to start, like I said earlier with the other list, there's no particular order. So we'll just start with Ezekiel Mitchell of the Austin Gamblers, Cole Melanson of the Kansas City Outlaws, De DeSouza of the Arizona Ridge Riders, Keyshawn Whitehorse of also of the Arizona Ridge Riders, and Tiago Salgado of the Nashville Stampede. So let's start with Zeke. Zeke's a guy, he's made the PBR finals multiple times now. He's a really talented guy. He's really athletic. You can just see when he's on the back of a bull, he can do things that simply just a lot of guys can't. He's an extremely good athlete. Younger guy. He's not real old. Had a really tough 2022, I thought, for Ezekiel Mitchell standards. I expect more out of this guy, and I think not getting drafted is going to be a good thing for Zeke. I think you're going to see a re-motivated, a, re-f- a refocused, just hungry Ezekiel Mitchell in this team series. James, what do you think of this free agent signing?
1: I think that's good, a good free agent signing. I mean, the guy, the guy just oozes his confidence no matter where he's at or what he's doing. So if you know a guy's got that much confidence in himself, yeah, he might get a little down on himself as far as, you know, I've bucked off 10 in a row or whatever, but he won't show that. So that helps. But also him being so young and being around the group of guys he's going to be around and the coaches, that's just going to help him. But, yeah, he's been on a little cold streak. But there's something special about being in a team environment and knowing it's your turn. And you might be the only chance that your team has to win a game. So you got to step up and be cowboy and get the whistle and do everything it takes to do it. And I think Zeke has the confidence in himself enough you could run the rankest bull in there. He may not ride him but he has enough confidence to fully believe that he does and not have any doubts, and he will try his guts out. So that is a really good pick, really solid there.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on the confidence. This guy oozes it, and I just think without having to use a draft pick on him, it's a slam dunk. That's where I was at with it. Second guy on the list, Cole Melanson, the Kansas City Outlaws. I also think if this guy was healthy in 2022 – He's a locked draft pick. This guy's really talented. He's a veteran of the game. Been there, done that on the pro rodeo end of it. He's made the NFR before, PBR finals guy. Cole's a really talented bull rider. He's a little bit older, but that veteran presence in the locker room for some younger guys is only going to help in this team deal. In the team setting, you need some veteran guys that have been there, done that, even if their in-arena contributions maybe aren't as significant as they would have been five years ago. But I don't think Cole's at that point. I think Cole's still got some tread on the tires, and I think Cole can be a serious player and everyday starter for the Kansas City Outlaws. James, what do you think?
1: I I agree. My, My issue is the same issue we've had with him for basically ever since he came on the PBR tour is injuries. He's banged up now from going to some of those Challenger Series events. Now, how bad, I do not know. I don't know if they'll use him partially or use him the whole time or whatever. They'll use him when he can because he's tough, he's gritty, and he will get the job done when he needs to. Um, He's done that whenever he was on the USA Eagles team, I think the first year he was ever on the PBR. Fantastic guy, fantastic rider. Just, will the injuries – be the detriment and make the coaches wish they hadn't have picked him just due to injuries, just because there are certain guys that are injury prone. And I, I get, that's why chase outlaw went so late and some of the other guys, but, but you're looking at Cole Malanson kind of going, well, is he healthy? Is he not? I don't think everybody, I don't think anybody knows.
0: Yeah. He's definitely a big time try guy. He's not going to quit the ship early. That's one thing I really like about Cole. And I'm not surprised JW Hart picked him up because Cole's a JW heart guy. Like you mentioned, the try is something that's really important to JW and Cole definitely has that quality. No doubt about it. Let's move on to Alisson de Souza of the Arizona Ridge riders. Alisson's a guy you hadn't heard a lot about for like a year, a couple of years, probably him and his brother, Alan were regulars on tour for a while back in like 2019 ish, right around 2020, He's made the PBR finals. He did pretty well down there, actually, in 2019, but got hurt before the short round, didn't get to finish the week. He's a grizzled veteran and he can ride really well, really strong into his hand. He just put up a pretty big ride a couple weeks ago and try in North Carolina on Mike's motive. So, this is not your take a shot on free agent pick to me. This is a guy you're expecting in your starting lineup.
1: Allison DeSosa has uh, been a sleeper in this team deal. And- Pretty much carried the Ridge Riders on his back. I think from unless things change from Chad's deal through to try on unless things change until Cheyenne, I think that we will see Allison DeSosa on the regular roster because of the injury to
0: Chase Doherty. And let's also not forget that their second round pick, Mauricio Morea, he's not going to be ready to start this deal either. So you're out of your top five draft picks in Arizona. Two of them are on the sidelines right now. So that leaves two starting spots for sure that are up for grabs right now. And I got to, I got to think Allison is definitely the front runner for one of those, but this next guy, he's probably going to be in that conversation as well. Keyshawn Whitehorse was also signed by the Arizona Ridge Riders. Keyshawn has had a rough journey through this team series process. This was a guy I expected to get drafted. He didn't get drafted and it took quite a while for him to get signed off the free agent market. And it was just weird and shocking to me. I don't really have an explanation for it, but this is a guy also, he's ready to step up and and slide into that starting lineup day one. Keyshawn didn't have a great 2022 This guy's talented. He obviously puts his time in in the gym. If you just look at him, he's in excellent condition, competitor, all that stuff. I think this is a pretty dang good free agent signing for Arizona.
1: Yeah, me too. And he's getting more consistent with getting the whistle because he's been going to those King of the North deals and a few of the other Challenger Series events and been placing there. And so he's getting things, getting things rolling, having fun, going wherever he wants to go. And To see him go from basically, you know, make the PBR finals, yeah, but kind of struggle and make a good ride here or there to kind of start to put some consistency together. My only question is, what took all these teams so long to pick him and take him, whether it be free agent or any other way?
0: I I don't have the answer because that was shocking to me as well. Like I mentioned earlier, I, I just don't. Don't know. Don't have the answer for you on that one, but let's get to our last guy in the best free agent signings list. Tiago Selgado, the Nashville Stampede signed this guy. Young guy, his brother also probably could have made this list as well. Adriano. Tiago's a guy that got hurt in 2021 and had to have a surgery. He didn't ride at all in the individual season in 2022, I believe. If he did, it was not very much. So he's been on the sidelines for a while. This is a little bitty Brazilian guy that makes it look really exciting when he starts putting a 2-1. Talented, young. The guy's made the World Finals before, rode there in 2021. I just think when this guy's sitting there on the free agent market, I'm picking him up all day long. What do you think, James?
1: I'll agree with that, but I don't know that I would have put him in this list. To me, you got to put Lane Nobles. And, yeah, I know the guy personally, so I might be a little bit partial. I know what he can do. The PBR hasn't seen fully what, what this guy's capable of yet because he's been dealing with some hip injuries and some different things like that. But, yeah, Tiago Salgado, especially under the tutelage of Justin McBride and, you know, the, uh, Kaiki Pacheco and some of those guys – He's only going to grow. He's a phenomenal rider. He's he's another one of those what I call home run hitters that are in upper 80s, lower 90s, or they buck off. And for a team deal, it's not necessarily that bad of an idea to have a home run hitter because your coaches can select the bull. And yeah, this bull's going to fit him better out of all the rest of them. It's going to go into his hand. He's going to dominate or or whatever have you, whatever the thought process is. It's not just a random draw. Here, go ride this bull for your team. So I think that's going to help him a lot, to be honest.
0: Well, I think it's going to help all these guys. I mean, your so-called left or right-handed specialists in this team series, like they're going to have a way better chance to succeed in this team series than they would in an individual season, strictly because of what you just said. If I'm a head coach, I'm not putting Ramon DeLima on a bull that's going to go to the right. Like, that's just bad coaching. So, I think those specialist type guys, especially like, you know, you look at a lot of Brazilians, they tend to be really strong into their hand. Those guys are going to excel in this format because their coaches are going to do their homework. They're going to put them on the right bulls, like James had said. But let's take a break and talk about rank ride fantasy for a second. If you enjoy what the PBR team series did and especially the draft aspect of that, check out Rank Ride Fantasy. They let you put your general manager cap on and you get to make those decisions that a general manager does week in, week out. I played the entire 2022 season and it was a great time. It's a really good way to engage yourself with the bull riding that's happening when you have something to cheer for or against. It really makes it more exciting to watch, especially when you pick a guy that goes 90 plus points. There's not a better feeling in the world. And it's a really good opportunity to give you and your buddies the opportunity to give each other a hard time, compete against each other. Let's get some bragging rights going. I'm better than you are. I know more than you do. Now you can put it to the test and bragging rights are always good when you're talking, interacting with your best of friends, it's a really great time. I can promise you, you won't be disappointed. So check out Rank Ride Fantasy at www.rankridefantasy.com. And I will link their social medias in the description below. And also I will list them at the end of this podcast, but let's get back to it. But let's move on to our third list of the episode. These are five breakout candidates for the PBR team series. So these are either really late draft picks or free agent signings that I think could make significant moves as far as popularity and really being an impact for their team that either picked them up through free agency or drafted them. And these are pretty much going to be younger guys. This isn't like the free agent list where they're going to be maybe ready day one. There might be some guys that need some seasoning before they're ready for the starting lineup. But I think once they get there, you could really see some, some impactful moments from these guys. To start it off, at the top of the list, Connor Halverson, he was drafted 33rd overall by the Austin Gamblers. Caden Bunch, he was 40th overall by the Oklahoma Freedom. Jackson Mortensen, he is a free agent signing for the Nashville Stampede. Ednelio Almeida, he was a free agent signing for the Texas Rattlers. And JC Mortensen, he was the 35th overall pick. Also from the Texas Rattlers, James, what do you think of that list of five riders right there?
1: I had to pick just one right off the bat. It would be that Almeida is the one that's impressed me the most out of the guys that that you mentioned. Uh, Not that they're not all impressive. I mean, JC Mortensen is, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be, Uh, I think he won or placed at Calgary pretty high last year.
0: He made the showdown round in Calgary last year. Yep, you're right on that.
1: You don't get there by accident. And I've seen this guy just make some phenomenal rides. I hadn't seen Jackson Mortensen, his brother, more than maybe once or twice. So I really don't know that much about him. But I know you seem to think he's going to be a superstar. And you've been around this sport long enough, as, as have I, to be able to kind of go, yep, that kid's going to be a superstar. Almeida Brazilian guy that had been over here like two weeks before Bismarck, Chadsdale. That guy really, really impressed me. And a guy that you don't have on a list that really impressed me was Cal Miller. And also Briggs Mattson was another guy that really impressed me that's not on that list.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of good candidates for this list. I tried not to make it too heavy from one team, which I ended up having two Rattlers, riders on this list, anyways. But yeah, there was more than five that I could have pulled. So don't think I'm dissing any of them other guys. These were just the five off the top of my head. And a lot of it applies the same logic to it. When you look at guys like Connor Halverson, Caden Bunch, the Mortensen brothers, they're young guys. They're not very old. So you get them in locker rooms with some of the greats of the sport. It should only increase performance, confidence, all that. So That's kind of where my head was at with this list, but like James said, there's more than five that could have made it. It was pretty hard to make this one up, if I'm going to be quite honest, but we'll move into our last list of the day, and this one is going to be five not-so-obvious MVP picks. So These, again, are not your first-round draft picks, except for one. I did include one in there, but he's not necessarily like a huge... Sexy name, I guess, for lack of a better term. But these are five guys that were drafted, you know, not in the top five that I think could make legitimate runs at the MVP race at the end of this PBR team series season. At the top of the list, again, in no particular order, Clayton Sellers, the Missouri Thunder drafted him at 12th overall. Mason Taylor, the Carolina Cowboys drafted him at 14th overall. Chase Outlaw, the Oklahoma Freedom, drafted him at 22nd overall. Joao Ricardo Vieja, the Rattlers, drafted him at 10th overall. And Luciano Castro, the Ridge Riders, drafted him at 6th overall. James, what do you think of Clayton Sellers? I think he can be an MVP because he rides really good. He's young. We haven't seen his full potential gotten realized yet at the PBR level. He's a successful rodeo guy. He's had success over there, made the NFR multiple times. And I'm just waiting for that breakout from this guy. And I think it could be in this team series. James, what do you think of that?
1: You know what? I might argue with you for sometimes, but I ain't going to argue with you about that one. This guy's one pull a, and so far the only guy in Calgary this year to ride four to ride, all his bulls. And as far as I know, that counts. 70% of the money you make in Calgary counts for the NFR. I don't know, even if he won everything, that would even be enough to get him to the NFR. But if he wanted to do both, he probably could if he did win Calgary. So that's huge. And that's also a good thing if you're Missouri Thunder. We expected those kinds of results from him at the PBR finals. But I think I'd like to say that the pressure didn't get to him, but I think it was the injuries that got to him. He had to set out a couple of rounds, you know, concussions and things like that at the PBR finals. I'm with you there. That guy is a spoiler uh, in Missouri Thunder. You definitely got a good one there.
0: Next up on the list, Mason Taylor, 14th overall for the Carolina Cowboys. Mason Taylor has shown at the 2021 PBR finals that he can get it done on the biggest stages of the sport. And the one thing I really like about Mason is he is one of the better guys away from his hand on tour. He can definitely ride bulls that go away from his hand. So you're not totally restricted to putting him on a bull that goes into his hand. He's young. He's shown he's tough riding through a wired shut jaw at that finals. I just really like this pick for the Cowboys. And I think Mason Taylor could find himself in an MVP race come the end of the year.
1: And I think you're right about that. And and, and you want to talk about Mason Taylor. I think it helps him to be, to have his jaw shut in that kind of situation, maybe to the untrained eye and maybe to us, maybe he was a little overweight before that injury, because you know, you don't have to be more than five pounds overweight to be a bull rider to make that big of a difference for those that don't really know. But Uh, Speaking of Mason, he rides probably more technically correct than anybody I've seen in a long time as far as, wow, his form is just pretty. Just one you want to watch over and over and over. Kind of sort of like Jim Sharp, except for he's nowhere near as consistent as Jim Sharp was. But absolutely phenomenal pick. I love Mason Taylor's riding style. You can't ask for a better one on any team.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there, James, 100%. The next guy up on the list, near and dear to your heart again. I swear I'm not trying to be biased, but this is just too good of a pick by the Oklahoma Freedom. Chase Outlaw, 22 overall, steal of a draft pick. And think about this guy, once he gets rolling, if he can stay healthy during that stretch, he is tough to beat. You got to think they're going to put him on bulls that really buck that go into his hand to the left. He's going to chew them up, spit them out, sling them spurs at him tough, gritty, can ride all types of bulls. He's not necessarily restricted to going into his hand, but he is really tough to throw off when they go to the left. James, I, I'm pretty sure I know your answer on this one as well, but let's hear it.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you. I really think he might be one that sleeps in, steps in there, and I hope he shocks all the other coaches that didn't pick him because it serves them right because they should have picked him, but that's just my personal opinion. Nothing against, you know, they did what they thought was best for their team. But if this guy gets healthy, he's right. I think if I'm being honest, I think there might be only two other guys that we're not going to mention that are that are tier one riders that could possibly just run away with the MVP if Outlaw doesn't get hot or if he gets hurt or something like that. But that kid gets hurt or, I mean, excuse me, hot, and decides there ain't nothing going to throw him off, there ain't nothing going to throw him off.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's why I included him in the list. I just think he's too hes too talented. He's too tough, too gritty, all that stuff. He's got the total package when he's healthy, no doubt one, about it.
1: One more thing I'll say about Chase Outlaw, team-related not. The guy's a top-five rider every year when he's healthy, and the only reason he's not wearing a gold buckle right now, in my opinion, is injuries. I'll go as far as to say that.
0: It's tough to argue, tough to argue for sure. But the next guy on our list, JRV, the Rattlers drafted him at 10 overall. And to me, this one is pretty self explanatory. Cody Lambert ain't going to put JRV on bulls that go to the right. And what happens when JRV gets on bulls that go to the left? He rides about 90% of them. So, if not more, yeah, if not more, you got to expect he's going to get on a bunch of bulls that just go to the left and are really awesome to ride. I think JRV's riding percentage in this team series could be astronomically high. James, what do you think?
1: If they if they keep him on balls going into his hand, I say throughout the whole season, including the finals, he might buck off four, if that many, probably not even that many. When you're looking at MVP, I know they have an MVP for every event, but to be honest with you, I don't really know how the MVP works throughout the entire season and all that. So Cooper for fans that don't know and follow it as close as you do, would you enlighten us just a little bit on how that works?
0: So, Yeah. So from what I've read and what I understand, it's going to be a cumulative total of points and then number of bulls you rode, which correlates obviously if you ride 10, if you ride 15 bulls and then your second place guy only rides 14, it's going to be pretty tough for him to make up the necessary points throughout them rides. So whoever stays on the most bulls is going to win this award and JRV looks like a pretty dang good candidate in my, from my view anyways.
1: Oh yeah. And there's, you know, tier one guys that we, we, we failed to mention that that obviously front runners and obviously I don't want to get too far off track, but I just have to say something about Dalen Swearingen and that's to me right now, he's riding better than he ever has. Even now, like I think, you know, winning the world title, yeah, he's been to the national finals. Yeah, he's done this and yeah, he's done that. But the guy's confidence is higher than it's ever been. And I've just never seen him ride better than he is right now. And so obviously that was one of my front runners that I mentioned that we were, of course, we weren't talking about number one round draft picks, but you know, keep that in mind. And and also if you if you really wanted to pick one for MVP, it'd be him or Jose V. Tor but those were round one, round one drafts, and we weren't talking about those, but I'm just blown away by how well Dalen's continued to ride throughout the Challenger series and beyond. So hats off to him and can't wait to see what Jose does when he comes back healthy either.
0: But let's round out our top five not so obvious MVP picks. The last one on the list, Luciano De Castro, Arizona Ridge Riders, drafting him at sixth overall. So I did use one rider in the in the first round, but this isn't a guy people tend to group with Jose Vitor Leme, Dale, and Kaike. He doesn't get grouped with guys like that a whole lot, and I'm not sure why. Because if you look at what he did in 2022, he rode a lot of bulls, and he wasn't even on tour for probably the first four to six weeks of the UTB season. And he finished fourth in the world last year. So he's not a slouch. He can definitely ride bulls that go into his hand, but he does actually ride away from his hand. Pretty decent for a Brazilian, in my opinion. He's not restricted to going just to the left or or into his hand. This is a guy, I think, at six overall, they got pretty good value with, James. What do you think?
1: Absolutely. And again, that's, that's one that I wouldn't have thought of, but glad you brought it up because we're pretty much in agreement with this whole list here. Maybe not the entire podcast, but at least this this list here as far as sleepers that could could uh, possibly win MVP.
0: Yeah, and obviously the first round draft picks are going to be the favorites for that award. That's it's the same as the NFL. The stars are going to be the favorites, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Jose Vitor, Leme Kaiki Pacheco, blah, 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 like they're the favorites. You guys already know that. If you watch PBR, you already know that. So let's deep dive a little bit, the not so obvious ones that I think could make a big impact. So that's what we did. Hopefully, you guys found it entertaining. But I think, James, that'll be about it for today. Do you have any closing thoughts before we get out of here?
1: Before we wrap it up, and this is just a totally random question that popped into my head, but I just kind of wanted your thoughts. Who do you think has the biggest advantage coaching-wise now that we've had the preseason? Granted, we hadn't seen all the guys. that You know, we're not going to see the Jose Vitor Lemace or all those guys. But as far as one team that, oh, that guy gets hurt, there's another guy that's just, I'm 100% confident I can fill that role and get his job done. As far as a coach, is there one guy you're going, you know, if I if I had to be drafted today, I'd want to go with this team. And here's why you have. It's a- between,
0: between two teams. To me, it's clearly the teams that are still owned by the PBR and it's the Carolina Cowboys and Oklahoma freedom. When you look at how good their teams look on paper, they're deep. Like they can afford to get a guy hurt and they, they're not going to miss that much when they, you know, call a guy up. Not every team has that opportunity. I'm not going to get into the specifics of it, but when you look at Carolina and Oklahoma, like I mentioned earlier, too, they got gifted two PBR world champions. I mean, and it don't matter if you get Cooper or Jess, I could care less. But having those guys, even on a part time basis, puts you way ahead of the game. So I definitely think Carolina, Oklahoma.
1: Uh, I agree with you on that.
0: But I think that'll about wrap it up today. James, do you have any closing thoughts before we get out of here?
1: I'm so glad to hang out with Cooper for a little bit here and talk some bull riding. And- just put some content out again with the 4th of July going on. Everything's going crazy, rodeos, bull ridings, PBRs, everywhere. And I've been going back and forth to doctors, and Coop's been working from the back pens, literally, uh, just different places. And uh, so anytime we am get some content out to you, I'm glad. If you don't learn anything from me, learn this, that every day is a gift from God and what you do with it quite simply. And honestly, that's your gift back to him. God bless.
0: Heck yeah, man. I can't agree anymore. It's been a busy summer, but we've been doing what we can to try to get stuff out to you and it'll get more consistent here. We're less than two weeks away from the PBR team series kicking off in Cheyenne, Wyoming. I'm really excited to see how that that plays out. I've been looking forward to this team series since I first heard about it. Which I had actually heard about it before the general public because that's just what happens when you're working in an organization. But I got really excited about it. I'm an NFL, NBA, baseball like I love sports. So you're basically transitioning the PBR, kind of taking it towards that mainstream sports style of format, and I think it's exciting. I'm excited to see how it turns out, and I know James, you are too. So we will keep pumping out content. It's only going to get easier as the PBR team series kicks off. So we'll have more for you. I will link our social medias and Rank Ride Fantasy social medias in the description for this episode. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Don't be afraid to subscribe, rate, comment, all that. Feedback's great. Negative, positive, it doesn't matter. We'll take it all. We want to make this as good as it can be for you guys as listeners but I think that'll be it until next time you guys have a great one and come back and visit us again from the back pans.